You're listening to The Parallel Pass, a podcast designed to elevate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can get everything you want out of life. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Parallel Paths podcast. I'm your co-host, Makita Moore. And I'm your other co-host, Blair McClendon. Yes, and we are back. And we are here today um, smiling in the midst of chaos. Today is June 1st, 2020. And we we started this podcast back in April when the biggest concern that was on the front of everybody's mind was was the whole virus situation, the health crisis. (laughs) I would like to say things got better over time. Um, But also, uh, yeah, I would like to say things got better over time, but we have been in a very challenging cycle since then um, to where now there is more light being brought to the racial injustices and and that whether it's being used as a tool or not um uh so basically in, in the news we had two black men back to back where their executions were put on social media and both were at, one was at the hand of a white man who i think he was like an officer too maybe and then the other one was an officer so both these videos were put on so put on social media and this basically led to people just being like, again, we're tired of this, you know, we gotta see change. So now people are out in the streets, rioting, burning shit, looting shit, tearing stuff apart. Um, and then we also have other people over here who are trying to organize, figure out what is the best way. You know, we have people coming together, um, you know, people from the white community, black community coming together, trying to educate, okay, what, do, what biases do we have? So everybody's trying to figure out what to do with the current mess. The government is militarizing. You see, like, it's, it's crazy out here. I feel like I'm watching a movie. I don't, I haven't watched a lot of what's going on. And a part of me is like, it's like, it's real, but it's also like, we've been so desensitized to stuff like this, where it's like, it's like a movie, but then also a part of me is like prepared for something like this, because I knew it was coming. I don't know. How do you feel about what's going on, Blair? <laughs> So before I get into how I feel about it, I think it is interesting how it was prophesized. Like it had been talked about that just as quick as the virus showed up, it would disappear. It's disappeared basically. Like nobody's talking about it. Um, Which also goes deeper into, was it ever really a, a thing? Of course people were getting sick, but tons of underlying health issues that people were suffering from that of course made them more vulnerable to contracting the virus that nobody's ever talking about. So plus the mortality rate that was less than the the typical flu virus. Yeah. And everybody's recovering. So it's like, what's the big deal? But uh, anywho, to bring us to where we're at right now, um, I also find it interesting how when my guy Colin Kaepernick decided to take a knee, Everybody shunned him, but now everybody seems to be taking a knee. Funny how time, you know, kind of catches up. But it's um, ah, it's an interesting time. It's it's one of those where you can't allow the media to dictate your feelings. 
this is one of those times where you really got to seek independent news. You got to find out from credible sources uh, what's really going on. Uh, it's a lot of underlying issues that's not being talked about. So, I mean, even with the deaths, a lot of it seems to have, you know, implants, bugs within the protest. It's also uh, very similar to another death that happened, I think, in the UK. Same, same style, uh, officer kneeling on the, uh, the black man's neck, same exact style. So it's like, hmm, the Simpsons predicted it. So it's like, was all this shit already planned? So they already know people are going to react a certain way. <clears throat> they know that you're going to take your energy away from what you really should be focusing on which is internal. So all this external stuff, like, yeah, it's hard to ignore, but at the same time, it's taken away from what you really need to be doing, which is building upon yourself. So uh, learning how to protect yourself, learning how to grow your own food, uh, learning how to be self-sufficient, literally on all levels. Uh, the system is at a point to where is, is holding on for dear life. So they're doing everything they can to, to distract us. So you have to continue to be the best version of yourself every day. You can't worry about what's going on outside. Of course, stuff is gonna happen, but at the same time, you still can't forget about you. So you still have to continue to, to farm your mind. At the end of the day, your mind is what's going to dictate your future. So if you program yourself with this fear, you're going to continue to experience fear. But if you program yourself on those higher vibrations, you'll continue to tap into that. And that's how your world will evolve. Um, I have a very wise friend down in Tampa. He said, right now, two worlds are emerging. Which one are you going to be a part of? Yeah. And that's, that is the reality that I think I've been tussling with is that I've, I know that we're at war because as being someone who um, identifies as an avid, pract someone who, a practitioner of spirit, um, where every day I'm doing things to enlighten, to strengthen my spirit, understanding that we are spiritual beings understanding that we are this inner we're an energetic force that is manifesting here in the physical um having that understanding i know that there is there's that yin and yang um and you know and I, I know that that's going on but now to see the war between the good and evil per se is coming to the limelight and i and knowing that it's not by mistake and that's the scary part about it, that the deception and the, the planning goes so deep and so long. It's, we're, we're literally living in a board game and the board game was already written out. And they put it out in the, in the movies, they put it out in cartoons, like they, it's been put out. Some of it by those at B in power, 
and some of those with people trying to inform us who are on that good side, trying to inform us, trying to prepare us, who've had prophecies, who necessarily didn't have access to the plans, but they've been able to prophesy because they're connected to spirit and they're able to receive those messages. Um, but it's crazy to know that we're at that point now. Like, and it's also comforting to know that I have prepared myself for this. You know, like you said, you know, learn, taking care of my body, learning, you know, that I am a spiritual being, um, reading, connecting with people, um, any resources that I don't possess myself, being able to connect with people, just being able to think on a higher level to where I can see something that most other people can't see. You know, people are walking around with blinders on, um, but being able to put yourself in a state to where you're no longer wearing those blinders and, you know, you can handle, you're going to have to handle it, um, you know, and I, I don't want to go too much in the spirit. This early, we're going to dive deeper into metaphysics. And, and part of the reason why I can ultimately find peace in all of this. As I say, we got to touch on that. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, we'll warm y'all up a little bit. <laughs> we got to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. So, are you? Um, <clears throat> I would say for me, despite given my views, um, I still find myself going back to kind of having some sadness, anger, frustration. Are you experiencing any of that, or are you you? you're at peace with what's going on that it's not affecting you in any way. I mean, nah, I can't say it's not affecting me in any way. Like it's hard to avoid. Uh, I'm also empathic. So I feel it. Even yeah, if I'm yeah. not tuned into it on TV, I feel it. Um, it's just too many people talking about it to where I might even wake up in the morning and I don't even, I'm not even on social media or whatever yet but I can still feel it's like a, it's like a tension type of energy in the air. So for me, uh, I mean, I've been sticking to my daily practices. So to be honest, I've been pretty even keel. As long as I don't allow myself to get sucked down the social media rabbit hole, I'm good. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. So as long as like, I'm not just clicking through people's story and constantly seeing it, I'm not thinking about it. Uh, cause I'm, I'm working on my business. I'm working on myself. Like I, I went and worked out today, um, came home, did some creative stuff. I'm working on a couple of different art projects. So that's been helping me. I mean, creating. yeah. So I think, I think it's a few things that need to be done before, like, I don't know. I really, I, I think everybody can contribute in their own way. Uh, I sent you a link last night. They have the movie Panthers on YouTube right now. It's on, uh, I think the channel is called Real Black, R-E-E-L, Black. Mm -hmm. But a uh, super dope movie. I don't know how I'd never seen it before, but a lot of big time actors in it. Uh, everybody should check it out called Panthers. But it's like the true story of the Black Panthers and how they started, how they, how they were basically just wiped out by the government like crazy but and that's it's a, we, that's why they say it's important to know your history because it's important that, to know like what mistakes are already made because they didn't forget they've taught one another you know we need to know what plans like so we stop repeating the same mistakes over and over again and the, it's called um 
Panther 1995, a Mario Van Peebles film. Yeah. But that's one thing that um, you'll hear in a, in a future podcast when we talk about being millennials. Uh, we talk about what we feel like the younger generation is missing. And it's kind of included in our generation too, to an extent, but you have to study your history. You have to see how it's repeating itself. This same situation and how people were reacting is the exact same thing that was happening 99 years ago, like almost to the day. Mm -hmm. So you have to plan, you have to be more strategic at how you're doing it. Um, I'm not saying people shouldn't feel a certain type of anger, sadness, grief, frustration from this. You should, you have every right to feel every emotion. Um, even when it comes down to the looting, I'm not saying I endorse it, but I definitely understand it. Um, you talking about 400 years of some shit. So if they want to burn down everything, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's for damn good cause, like for damn good reasons. So, um, I think our people are at a, at a boiling point now to where this shit ain't finna keep flying. So something and I'm is glad. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, something is going to happen. And I think we got to be smarter than just looking at it from a pure violence standpoint. But if you watch the Black Panther movie, it's a, it's definitely a, a delicate balance. Like they walk a fine line, like that shit was to the T and they knew it. That's why it's, it's no longer had had we continued to have a collective like that who fucking with that they weren't fucking with it then so I, it, it's just got to be some planning i think it, it needs to be somebody somewhere has to step up and be a leader and really start to put together a team and organize this um and i think this is a time where People can't worry about being selfish and who's getting credit and who's the leader and all of this stuff. People got to fall the fucking line right now. Know your role. It's time to wake up. God ain't coming to save you. Jesus ain't coming to save you. You got to save you. Yep. And that's the thing is that, you know, God coming to save you, there, there is a roadmap laid all everything the whole plan whatever we need to do to to do to get this all set back and balance is there it's just that we're not taking time to sit and listen and to hear it you know either we're operating out of fear or we're so consumed by the drug of social media you know like they've they've this world has been created to pull you out of yourself pull you out of your true essence and trap you in this world that way you cannot notice the the entrapment that you're living in and then if you do happen to notice it you'll be so weakened that you can't even fight against it you know and i i always go back to the movie the matrix the very first one like it literally is that you know and some of us have awake have woken up you know where we can see it and but at the same time so many people are still so asleep you know and the beauty of social media is that we have the opportunity to like a lot more people are waking up at a more rapid rate because of social media. And I think at the beginning of this whole lockdown, people were stuck inside. They were forced to say to face kind of their demons and like the fact that they weren't happy with themselves 
So they started turning to social media and they actually started listening to conversations that they might not have listened to. And I think that that would have been progressive. And I think that we needed something to pull people out, like those who were on their way to waking up. I think part of this, the timing of this was to prevent that from happening. You know, one of the other benefits of this whole racial war timing being re reemerging um, was to get people back out, get, they're already, Nancy want to get out the house. Now let's give them a reason to get out the house. And when they get out now, they're, they're not have no control over themselves because they waited so long, you know, and give them the worst, the most thing to be most enraged about, you know, it's just, it's just, it's the design of it. It's too perfect to not be by design, you know, it's, it's frustrating though, because it's the, it's the prime situation for us to really turn the heat up on these people. Right. Um, Do you think we will? It's, we got to we got to go within. Just imagine, like even even a few thousand people thinking on the same thought frequency, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like I, even even certain conversations that we're having, like I understand that the the average listener may or may not even know what we're talking about. But bro, I'm gonna need you to come up here. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to meet me up here. Like it's, it's a lot going on, but the confinement to our houses and stuff like that, that's the prime time to be tapping in. Everybody should be meditating. Mm -hmm. How you think we, how you think the pyramids got here? <laughs> Tell them, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. That's why I'm in space right now. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Yes. Yes. Um, so one of the conversations I had with a friend um, today was about the response. So for <clears throat> all of our non- melanated people of color friends um understanding why things are becoming violent even though all the violence isn't coming from us it's coming from allies um but understanding where that violence comes from the the quote-unquote violence you know i even hate you know terming it violence because when we think about all the things that were done to people of color and things that continue to be done to people of color have been the most violent, the most cruel, the most evil, disgusting things. But when we turn around and we try to defend ourselves, we're considered violent. And we've been, all of us, including people of color, we've all been hoodwinked and bamboozled into believing that narrative too, that we're wrong in that. And that's why we're so forgiving. And that's, that's how we all got in this position in the first place is because as a culture, people of color are very loving. We're very forgiving to where we got hoodwinked and bamboozled and to where someone stripped us of everything that we could know, you know, to where we, we were just so confused. And like the, the, the evil is so deep that we can't even fathom evil like that. So that's how we got tricked, you know? Um, so now we're responding in a way that people are deeming violent when 
look at history, you know, we are not violent at all. We are enraged because we're tired of, of it and we don't understand why you're, you're just so evil, like where that evil is coming from. We don't understand it. Well, I mean, we understand it just because, I mean, I even had a, one of my um, friends, he's a white guy, you know, he admitted, he was like, you know, black men are intimidating, you know, they intimidate a white man. So there is that intimidation factor um, to where that kind of helps us understand like why there is some desire to want to hurt and suppress and oppress us. But, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's where the infatuation with the gun came from. Mm. Why are you carrying around a gun? Well, I didn't think about that. It's, it's also a, uh, it's almost like a dick swinging competition, low key, calling it what it is. But it's like, who got the biggest, biggest Johnson? Who got the biggest gun? Like, it comes down to that. So it gets deep, but. I do think it is important to to shout out the allies and stuff too. It's plenty of of good people of all colors, mm-hmm. um, and I think the percentage of bad apples is a lot smaller than probably is what what's being portrayed. Um, I think it's a very small focus group, but powerful at that. Like you have to come at it the right way. It's not something. How would they, as be. an ally, what is what is something that an ally can do that's actually helpful? Um, <clears throat> to me, and I mean, I'm gonna discuss my my tactic and to how I feel like we should be approaching this. But I think the biggest thing they can do right now, besides making a social media post and hey, I support y'all, is spending with black businesses. Like that's how we are going to have to continue to grow our community um, is by our businesses. So being able to shop with us all these years where our 3.9 trillion in spending power every year is going right back into the white and the Asian and whatever other community, it's time to repay that favor. Time to spend with us. and to me, like I definitely, like I said, I understand the reason behind the protests, whether it be nonviolent, violent, whatever. I get it. But the way this system is built, everything is built on the dollar right now. Stop spending the money. So, like I saw, it's a post coming up. I think it's on July seven. Um, they were talking about every person of color don't spend no money that day. You know everybody ain't gonna do it, but do you know how powerful that is? Right. And imagine if you do it for more than one day. So that's where, again, it comes into being self-sufficient, being able to grow your own food or finding somebody who can. And this is where, again, organizing, creating a community where you have one, one person who is responsible for that neighborhood's food or whatever. Everybody has a niche, a a purpose, everything that you need really is within. So everybody coming together from a community standpoint to chip in strengths and weaknesses, you have what you need. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 
the system is still built around the dollar. So we need the help with recycling that dollar into our community. And, and never discount how much of an impact you have, you know, cause it's like, well, you know, you'll be like, well, I'm one person, like, what's the point? Like me not spending mine or me voting doesn't make a difference. But if there's 10, if there's a hundred other people who think like you, that a hundred loss, it, ma- it makes a difference, you know, that a thousand loss. So at least don't be a part of the problem by not, by not taking action, you know, by not doing something. Yeah. I agree. Um, I would say another thing as allies, have conversations with your friends of color, you know, ask them, you know, to help you understand, or I mean, I know you'll never understand, but help you to, how can I challenge my own biases? Because we all have them. And that's, that's the first part is admitting that we all have biases, admitting that, yeah, you might feel a little intimidated by a black person. That's okay, because you've been taught that way. You know, so we're not going to hold that against you. Like if I see you make an effort to even explore yourself and even ask questions, you know, good for you. We appreciate that. Um, but don't try to lie to yourself and pretend like you don't have biases. It's been impossible. There's no way you don't have biases. You grew up in a system that shaped your mind since you were a child to have biases, right? Um, so I would say be willing to confront those biases and then have conversations and dialogues with people of color to understand where and how understand how bad it has been like even though that person is smiling all the time you know you have no idea you know what it feels like to be a person of color you know when i mean the, the clearest example is you know i saw a meme and it had a white woman driving a cop pulls up behind her and it was like oh i hope i can get off and then the other side it was a, a black person with a cop behind her saying oh i hope i survive this or i hope i live like that's a that's a that's a, a real fear that every person of color well obviously majority of people of color have depending on how they're raised they have you know and the fact that we whenever we see this symbol it evokes a fear out of us that is crazy and it's because of things that have been done against us it's not like it's, the spirits coming out of nowhere but I would say educate, you know, take time and have conversations with your friends of color and, and allow them to educate you. And even if they don't educate you, do your own research. Go look up um, James Baldwin, Malcolm X, you know, the Black Panthers. Look up these things, these resources, and see why they've been, what they've been fighting for um, and how badly. And, and be willing to look at the, the things that um, white people have done you know don't don't try to shy away when you're watching the civil rights videos and they're hosing people down sicking dogs on people you know bombing churches you know shooting people in the face confront that take a second to confront that um and then realize that's why we are that's why the response is the way the response is. And then that, and when you do that, you'll see that we aren't responding violently and you don't have to be afraid of us. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Shit crazy. But Change gonna come. Change. Ain't no doubt. It's, it's got to. <laughs> um, have you heard of the story of uh, the big head scientist, Yakub? Look that up. Listen, Yakub. Um, I think it's it's probably spelled a couple different ways. I think one is Y A K U B, and I think the other is probably Y A Q U U B. The auto search will definitely pull it up. But 
the brief synopsis? Uh, I just think it'll give a lot of insight on why things are how they are. With regards to race and um, yeah. outcome. Yeah. But um, I, I think a lot of the stuff going on now is is it's the same divide and conquer tactics they've been doing forever. Like, it's not like people can't get along. It's, it's these false narratives. And again, like you said, it's lack of understanding between cultures. That's why I always encourage people to travel. Uh, the more you travel, the more you go to, to experience these different cultures, you start to see these people are just like me. They just operate a different way. And there's nothing wrong with how they operate. Um, everybody is unique. And I think that's one thing that especially people within this country have to do a better job of embracing. This is the melting pot. Yeah. You have to ex expect different cultures and be okay with that. Um, it's, it's one of those situations to where with the hand that our people have been dealt with or been dealt over the past 400 years and for us to still be thriving. The culture lives off of our back. <laughs> like, that's, that's everything is dictated off of Black culture. So yeah. for it to be such hatred, it's like, how can you hate the same people who are giving you the foundation of your music, what you find cool to dress like, what you find cool on TV, like all of this stuff, I don't get it. Yeah. So. Again, I think it's a false narrative. It's like, if you were to really ask somebody who's like, oh, I, I hate those people of color or whatever, why? What did they do? Like, really sit down and have a conversation. Like, I mean, I, and I have some white friends, super cool. Um, and I feel like they really down for the cause. Like, it's not like I'm the token friend that they have. So it's like, I know it's good people outside of just being a melanated being like it's so i mean if i can have that dynamic with them everybody has something in common that's that's the craziest piece of it all like at the end of the day like everybody is a human like everybody deserves to pursue their dreams everybody deserves to to experience joy happiness freedom all of these things heaven on earth, everybody deserves to experience that. Everybody's not getting that opportunity. Um, it's also the false narrative of, oh, well, the earth is overpopulated. I've driven from coast to coast. It's enough land just here in the States for the whole population to have at least an acre of land each. And then with just common sense, you have indoor farming practices now. So why would there be a lack of food? If we were actually taught a real education, how to grow food, how to treat your water, how to, how to actually have clean water, like the types of materials that you need to cook with so that you're not poisoning yourself, the types of food you need to ingest so you're not poisoning yourself. All of these little things that we weren't taught is the culmination of like, a lot of the issues 
if everybody was given a fair opportunity to truly take care of themselves and thrive, you wouldn't have to worry about it. But again, systematic oppression, all of that. That's why all of this stuff has to change now. So I think an important part is understanding why. Like you said, you know, they put out this this narrative that everything is in lack and that we're fighting for our land. And then that's why we got to fight for resources with people. You know, why do you feel like that narrative is being painted? Like, why do they not want people to know that there is abundance? Money? Couple people. It's a, it's, if y'all truly knew the wealth of the 1%, you would see who the enemy is. They don't want to share nothing. <laughs> so it, it's got to be a redistribution of wealth. That's what it's about. And you look at like the, the resources we use for energy. Why are we using that? Just look up Nikola Tesla. Some of these names that we're spitting out, go look up these people. This is 2020. So when it, when it comes down to arguing about stuff, we're not arguing about nothing. This is all factual stuff that can be looked up. Go look up Tesla and what he had planned and why Edison's model ended up winning out. It's a lot of little things like that that have put us right here from a business perspective. It's money. So, so the, the only solution is a worldwide revolution where every person comes together against the 1%, you know, which will require immense unity. Um, because the power, the illusion is, is that the power is where the money is. When the power is truly within the, the people. people. Yeah. And like the Black Panther said, all power to the people. It's just like when they say Black Lives Matter, it's not saying that white lives don't matter or Asian lives don't matter. It's just simply saying those particular lives matter. Somebody had a nice example. It was just like, if a fire is on a house down the street, the fire truck is gonna go to that house. It's not gonna come to your house and spray it too. Your house doesn't need attention. Mm -hmm. So it's the same type of philosophy. So where you have to have the power with the people. So whether it be the power with the blacks, the Asians, the Hispanics, whatever, power to the people. The people should be able to dictate what they do on a daily basis. I don't need somebody telling me, oh, you need to get a shot so you don't get sick. No, I take care of myself. I'm good. I can govern my own mental. Right. Oh, government. Say that part again. I can govern my own mental. A government. Mm. Yep. Yep. So I think that we're still, you know, speaking on a level that a lot of people might not comprehend. And part of it is that some people are afraid that they won't be able to live up to the requirements um, to acknowledge the truths that we're speaking, because when you acknowledge what we're speaking as true, that means it's going to get more difficult to sit and not take action, not pick, make progress on yourself, you know, because that's what's required. In order for us to progress as a people, 
we have to progress as an individual first. You begin to evolve. And many people don't want to do that because they don't, but they, they believe they'll fail ultimately, you know, and that then breeds that laziness. Plus on top of all the, the things they put into your mind, your body to keep you, to keep you a little bit more, you know, lax and, and not, um, and your attention span being so short, you know, you'll, you'll be down for the cause this week. And then as soon as the next thing pop off, you're already, you know, lost focus on, you know, thinking about the next thing. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it rolls deep, but we have hope. And, you know, I even told, um, I remember when, when Nipsey was killed and I started noticing the conscious awakening back then, and I brought it up to uh, to one of my friends. He's probably like in his mid forties, and he was like, "No, nah, I don't see this, you know, making a difference." One, I, I understand because he's lived through more. He's he's seen, you know, more of this stuff. So I think he probably just got to the point where he's just like, "This is this is just clockwork," you know, it's back again. Um, but I consciously, I I feel I know there's a rise in consciousness, and it's not just because of the certain accounts that I follow and the certain people who I'm attracting to in my life, there definitely is a shift in consciousness happening. And, and knowing that that is happening and understanding to what scale that that is happening is going to determine what the next years of our lives, is it really going to be the revolution? You know, is it going to become an active revolution? I hope so. Because I mean, even though it's going to be painful, lives are going to be lost. I hope the revolution starts now that way. Our children, hopefully, don't have to live in that, you know? I'd rather it happen now than happen for my kids. So it's, it's been happening. It's just now getting caught up to where we're starting to see it over here. But this stuff been going on in other countries for a minute. Yeah. Again, it's that's why you- out. We've been cut off from that communication. Exactly. That's why I said you can't you can't follow mainstream media. Like you're not seeing the type of stuff that's going on in Venezuela. You're not seeing what's going on in the Middle East and like these different countries and stuff. So um, we have a very limited scope. That's why I say do your own research. Just look up your own stuff. Find find different avenues and resources outside of mainstream. They're only going to tell you what you what they want you to hear, what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. So, and they're going to tell it from a certain perspective. Um, at the end of the day, don't matter if it's Fox or CNN, it's still playing under one common puppeteer. So you've lost if you, if, if that's, if that's your, your only source. And Blair and I earlier, before we hopped on, we were talking about given that there's so much censorship going on and we are just like, even the, things have always been censored for us. They've always been centered, censored. And ever since Advent and social media, things have been monitored um, on a high level. Given that this is going on and it's becoming more noticeable, a lot of people were speaking out about it on Instagram, saying how their lives aren't being shared, uh, certain videos won't save, things like that. Or even if you put a post and it has COVID in it, Instagram already flags it and they, you know, they put a comment about, oh, we're linking it to the CDC. No, they they're they're they can play with the analytics to make sure like that post doesn't get a lot of viewership. Um, so given Again, how much- and who owns that? The one percent. Yeah, yeah. So given that um, 
there is so much censorship going on, you know, I had asked him about, okay, you know, thinking about blockchain, blockchain is like a, it's a digital currency. Uh, uh, it's a platform that digital currency is often on because you can't really track where it's coming from. It's basically the power. It's not a centralized power. It's dispersed all over. So you really can't track it. So people use it a lot for like to shop on the black market. Um, and I asked him, I was like, are there social medias that can be put on blockchain to where in no way government can infiltrate and shut it down? Um, and we were speaking about some of them um, forbidden, what was it? Forbidden knowledge. The number four bidden knowledge is um one guy who start who launched an app yeah billy carson um he has forbidden knowledge tv um and then he also i think has an app coming as well yeah so there will be platforms and hopefully somebody will create you know like it's like a centralized news platform where they're giving the world news the real world news was really going on they're getting this this inside information um, is being channeled in. And again, it's when it comes down to the people coming together. Like, you have to realize that no matter what you and I look like, we all can sense good and evil. We can all sense, you know, right and wrong. And if you can sense that something is wrong, and that means you're on the right team. Like, you need to be up here on the right team, you know. And we, and you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. Um, so speaking on that, that not being afraid part, um, someone had asked me basically was saying like you know you the, the whole revolution you got to be willing to die for it and honestly I'm at the space now in my life where I'm like yes I, I'd rather die for the like and I'm not gonna be reckless obviously not but if what if the path that I'm called to to operate in as part of this takes me to the point of death, which eventually it will. Um, but just speaking on people like, you know, Nipsey Hussle, Dr. Sebi, um, uh, Tupac, um, and anyone else in left eye, anyone else who's spoken up and Kobe Bryant and their life was taken because of the threat that they posed to the 1% because they would, their, their high status and high influence would influence a lot of people, wake a lot of people up. I'm okay with being one of those people. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to die for, for that. And a part of it is because of my spiritual beliefs. And I know Blair agrees with me on this is because I understand that in my perspective, my beliefs is that, again, we are these spiritual beings having a human experience. Down here, this is the game. I'm not tied to the game. Like I'm playing the game right now. Like my piece, my little avatar, you know, is here. And there's so much more of me that's not even here. This is just a, an expression of, of the, the grand spirit that I am. So if my time in this game is over, I'm okay with that. But I'm also not going to back down because you're threatening this thing. Because also considering you see how many people after all these greats were killed, how many other people actually did wake up. So it, it ended up, my power would continue. Like people talk about legacy. That legacy will continue, you know, the mission will continue, the 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 marathon will continue. Marathon continues. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna keep going, you know, even if physically I'm not here no more. Well, um, if y'all can see this one right here on my shirt, I got a lot of him in me. So nah, ain't no fear when it comes to that. 
Um, it was a quote in that Panthers movie. I'd rather die on my feet than on my knees. Yep. If that don't explain it, I don't know what else will. So, nah. <laughs> but we're not even going out like that. We got a team of ancestors that's a lot, 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 lot more powerful than what y'all think. Mm-hmm. So we ain't going nowhere. Yep. Yep. And at the end of the day, you know, I always come back to the comfort. I know love prevails, like no matter how much hate, like hate can't even sustain the energy that love can, you know, like, and it might seem like hate is winning, but while all this negativity is going on, solutions, connections are being made. It's just birthing more positivity, you know? Um, So I've definitely found comfort in that as well. Yeah, and again, as you continue to work on yourself, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You got to work on you. So working on yourself, continuing to raise your vibration, as you do that, all this hate, all this anger and stuff like that, it just kind of trickles off. Um, I know at the beginning, I was like, yeah, it's kind of hard not to be pulled into it by like social media and stuff like that. But that's literally the only time I'm affected by it. Other than that, I'm governing my mental again. I'm in control of what's going on in my head, not not the media, not anybody else. So 95% of my day, I'm thinking about what I want to think about. Mm-hmm. I control my energy. So continue to raise your vibration. As you do that, you will be at more peace. Like, again, one thing that I... That's just like a daily pursuit of mine, just a, a momentarily pursuit of mine. Every moment is peaceful. Right. So even if I'm in the fire, I'm still experiencing peace. I see in all this wild stuff going on with our people, it's still peaceful. I get it. I see it. But like for me to tell you that it's peaceful, you probably like, oh, he tripping or whatever. But like, it's hard for me to even explain to you if you haven't put in the type of work that I've been putting in. Right. And that, that understanding, like it, it, it truly comes down to perspective. Um, and I'll tell the story real quick. And then uh, if you have anything else to add, Blair, and then we can wrap it up. But so today on my walk, I'm walking Kobe. I let him, he ends up, you know, getting off into a field. So I see him pounce on something. I'm like, oh, it's probably a lizard. He probably missed it. And then I see him throw like something up in the air. Then he's pouncing on it. I'm like, oh, God. So, <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's got something. So I run over there and it's a baby um, armadillo. It's a little scaly looking things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a little armadillo. And I'm like, damn, like Kobe, this this thing's going to die. And it's like, you know, still moving. It was like, it is kind of like a puncture on its side. Um, So I'm watching. I'm like, okay, this thing is, it's, it's suffering, you know? And I'm like, the thought crossed my mind to put it like, am I supposed to put out of its misery? Is that the moral thing to do? But then I'm like, no, like why, why would I need to do that? And then it made me realize that cause I had turned away. Like I didn't want to watch it, but then I realized like, wait, death is not a bad thing. Death is, is, is our, it's a celebration. It's, liberating. it's, it's a liberation, right? Um, we're, we're returning to your original form. So I, I, I went back and I, I, I sat there and I watched it die and I honored it in that, in its transition. Um, 
because you could I could just see like it was it was going through different aspects like the fear part then it was going through like it was it was different stages that it was going through as it died and it was such an eye awakening moment in beauty and one knowing that you can look at something but it'd be something completely different for so long I would look at a death process and be like that's painful scary but now I'm looking at it honoring the magic of a transition from physical to spiritual um so it was it was eye awakening and then it also gave me perspective on this whole situation that we're in like you we can look at it one way and see this as this chaos this pain this evil at the same time you can also be like thinking about all the things that are birthing all the positive things that are birthing out of this there's this thing is this pain is giving life to so much more and it really just comes down to perspective and that's one thing you can choose you can't necessarily choose so much what's happening in this world but you can choose what perspective you take and that perspective is going to affect how you move forward in the and what you experience on a daily basis so i rather experience peace and joy in the midst of quote-unquote chaos rather than allowing myself to succumb to that an important thing to realize is that we've been trained and conditioned to find comfort and pain and sadness and grief right you know we have to realize that we're not supposed to feel that way even though it feels comfortable and normal like oh let me just wallow in this no you can come out you ain't got to sit in that <laughs> yeah and and that, and you hit on the key thing right there you don't have to sit and and soak in that sorrow like it's it's cool to acknowledge it but like you got to allow yourself to experience that emotion and then release it like don't keep holding on to it that's what's was keeping you in a loop so the sooner that you can process the emotions and let them go, you become lighter. Um, they even say like when you die, you're, they, you're judged based on the weight of your heart. Is your heart as light as a feather? That lightness of a feather is you releasing these ties to these earthly things that are happening, such as the deaths. Um, a good perspective was given to me. I can't even remember who was speaking about it. Again, I listened to a lot of intelligent enlightened beings uh but they were basically saying the way they look at death is like let's say if it's a, a close family member or somebody like that that energy transitioning into a different dimension it's like you getting another ally here on the on this plane mm -hmm. so instead of us looking at it as oh my gosh this person isn't here anymore nah, this person is still with me. I can't visibly see them, but that energy is stronger than it was when they were here. And you get the best of them, all the good aspects of them. Yeah. So it's, again, study yourselves. The end of the day, the reason we are here is to know thyself. So even to the people who, I guess are scared to tap into that, that hidden potential, uh, whatever that quote was on Coach Carter. Mm -hmm. But dog, if you gotta be here, why would you not give it your best? Like, like if you if you gotta wake up every day, why would you not be like, all right, you know what? Let me turn this up a notch. Like, let me be the best version of me. Like, let me get in shape. Let me get in. Whatever you want to do, it don't even have to be about getting in shape. If it's a second language you've been wanting to learn, learn it. If it's an instrument you've been wanting to do, do it. 
tomorrow isn't promised. So while we're here, take advantage of this time. Be the best version of you. If it's something that you want to do, go do it. Just because this external stuff is going on doesn't mean that life stops. Keep doing what you need to do. But yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I second all of that. Um, so yeah, so that was today's episode. Um, you know, we, it was important for us to, we wanted to touch on the, the issues of today um, and give our perspective to realize that this isn't like a hope loss. Like this isn't uh, something for us to be afraid of at any, at any you know, way possible. Um, this is an opportunity for you to do the one thing, like Blair said, the one thing that you came here to do was to be you. Um, and when you take time to get to know yourself, which means separating yourself from the, the flock, coming to yourself, figuring out what do you really like? What is your, your true gift? What is your essence? Stop trying to be who the world's trying to make you be, but be who you are. And when you can do that, you will, their path will become so clear for you. You'll know what role you're supposed to play because you'll know you. You're not trying to play a role of somebody else. Um, Ooh, so. she talking that talk. She said, be a lion amongst the sheep. <laughs> talk that talk. Yes, yes. We, yeah. we all have power, um, you know, beyond measure. And this is what we're, we've been trying to, we've been prevented from understanding. So you know it now, you got the information now. Share this information with someone um, because we have the responsibility, your only responsibility is to be the best version of you and that is for you to define. So there's no pressure. Um, but, you know, just, just get in touch with yourself. Um, and, you know, like we spoke for our allies, we gave y'all, you know, what to do. Just have conversations, um, understand our history, um, you know, and uh, support Black businesses. And if you really want to be about the culture, you know, support the Black businesses, um, things like that. So did we cover it all, Blair? Was there any other things that we should mention in this episode? Man, it's a lot more that we can cover. It's yeah. 400 years of <laughs> stuff that we can cover. But nah, I think we gave them enough right now. All right, y'all. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe these videos. You can catch us on YouTube as well as Anchor and eventually on other platforms. Um, but we love you. We're sending you all of our love, all of our light. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us on Instagram um, at the Parallel Past Podcast um, or our own in Instagrams. Um, my handle is at Makita Smiles and Blair, is yours on there? Um, at Blair McClendon, or you can find me at Three Layers of Wellness. That's my coaching uh, page. So either one of those. But y'all have a good week. Keep your vibrations high tune out the, the nonsense, tune out the media, um, govern your mind. Mm -hmm. Peace, peace.